Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, October 5th, 2023. I'm on your host, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is the LaCroix Poppy, a.k.a. Tim fucking Gettys. Pleasure to be here on this very spooky October 5th. What? Not as spooky as it's been, but what is that? Whoa. There he is. It's a skelly. Skelly. It's a Chilling skelly. in the back. Always got to make a skelly appearance in these October episodes of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Tim, speaking skelly. of October... Speaking of spooky, we're in the back rooms. We are. Because the computer exploded. That's not true. I I might be true. I don't know what the update is. Something (laughs) happened to the computer, so... (laughs) <laughs> the the main brain of the studio. So we're we're in here trying to figure it out. I need to admit something to to both you, Bless, and Barrett right now. What's up? Um, I've never met Skelly myself. Hmm. Uh, personally, I've seen him. <laughs> and I uh, I always assumed that he was one of those big skeletons that we have that Greg got to scare Joey that are in oh, the, the merch yeah. room. And I, I always thought it was just like a per- perspective thing, right? Nah, he's just a little freak. But yeah, yeah, but little I, freak. I didn't know we had a little guy. Yeah, no, he's a little freak. I believe what Greg got that from Home Depot. <laughs> I forget yeah. the whole backstory. So many to Home it. Depot st- skeletons in my life. Exactly. Uh, wait, really? So many Home Depot skeletons in your life? Well, thanks to Greg. Oh, are the big ones also from Home Depot? Is that the I'm deal? I'm pretty sure. What right? is up with Home Depot? I, I guess I never put it together that Home Depot was the place you'd go to buy. Skeleton. I think in the last couple of years, it like started as a meme and then became a reality. Yeah, they're Don't like, let oh, your shoot. memes be dreams. You know, we usually just keep hammers and screwdrivers over here, but now we just got to start stock it up on skeletons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to take a real left turn on what our business proposition is. Hey, All right, hey, there you go, there you go, Tim. Mm-hmm. Speaking of left turns of business propositions, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is taking a left turn into live action. Bungie. Is getting sued and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kinda funny games daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kinda Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindafunny.com/kfgd to write in with your questions, squad ups, and more. And remember, Patreon.com/kindafunny slash will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you, a new Kind of Funny X-Cast is up where the crew recaps their trip to Vegas without Gary Whitta <laughs> and their thoughts on Forza Motorsport. Tim, have you been keeping up with the Gary Whitta tweets of all course. about the Vegas situation? Of course I have. You, you got to follow Gary. I, actually, I don't know if it's happening on Twitter slash X or if it's oh, happening it on threads. It's everywhere. It's everywhere? Yeah. It's on Blue Sky and Hive no, as well? Are we I don't still, know about all that. When was the last time you logged into threads? Um, but on purpose? Yes. Uh, months. But months accidentally and. all the time. I'll just like be clicking around on Instagram and it opens up threads. I'm like, oh shit. Every now and then I get reminded about threads and I'm like, oh yeah, let's see what's popping. I'm sure it's really active over there. And then I check my timeline. And I'm like, oh, it's only Jared Petty. <laughs> it's yeah. only Jared Petty over here. Yeah, All right, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, sweet. It's you unfortunate. 
Yeah, hey, we'll happen someday. Where I, I, I still, I still have faith in Threads overall as a as a actual jump ship. When the when when the time comes that we actually need to jump ship, I think Threads will be the place. There will but. be. I think there will be a convergence point of Threads will make enough good decisions, mm-hmm. and Twitter slash X will finally make enough bad decisions where it's like. All right, like I guess we might as well just hang out on Threads. I guess I don't know because like what the, the, thing the moment we have to start paying for for Twitter. Yeah, but they'll it, never do that. that. They know that that's like. And I, you know, I, I mean, have you seen the report of the ad revenue lately? It's bad. I know. <laughs> I got bad. my first. I got my first payout for ad revenue the other day. And out after millions and millions of views of my tweets, I was thinking like, oh man, I'm about to be racking up the hundreds of bucks. It was eleven dollars. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was less than I paid for the fucking Twitter Blue. So now I got to get rid of Twitter Blue because now I'm losing money on this thing. Damn. That's bad. why you never bet on Elon Musk. He'll always fail you. Always. Don't don't bet on the Musk. Don't bet on the Musk. Uh, over on Patreon, a new kind of feud is up right now where I ask the crew to name a genre best played with a mouse and keyboard. Don't watch this episode, everybody. Do not go support us on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Uh, we definitely do not say anything inappropriate in this one. We definitely don't say anything that we wouldn't want the world to hear. Maybe you want to you know? learn which way you're supposed to wipe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe people shouldn't hear us say those words out of our mouths. You know, it's specific words out of maybe one Andy Cortez's mouth, man, and a lot of words out of Greg Miller's mouth. Have you really never? I don't want to say the phrase. I have never heard. You've never heard him say that. I hear him say it all the goddamn time. I'm not going to say the phrase right now, but he was talking about getting D in the C, and it's <laughs> that's it's, not what you think. It's not. It's not what, what you think. You think. <laughs> uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Jedi Master Deadpool and Elaney Twining, who, of course, can go over to Patreon, listen to our latest episode of Kind of Feudy, and hear us talk about all about what Tim just said. I repeat it, but hey, we got to talk about how we're today. We're brought to you by <laughs> Rocket Money, Shady Rays, and DoorDash. But mm-hmm. we'll tell you more about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen! Starting with Drayton Manor in the chat says, Blessing, are you Ghanaian? I want to ask, why why are you asking that? I'm curious. Why would you say that? (laughs) The question begets a question. Yeah, well, because, like, the answer is no, but I want to know how you came to that conclusion. You know what I mean? I'm from the place that makes the better jollof rice. Damn. <laughs> you know? Damn. You know? Lines you in the sand. Go Nigerian jollof rice or go home, all right? Pack it up if you're not making the jollof rice like the Nigerians. Because it's not worth having, Tim. It ain't Have you had having... jollof rice, Tim? Oh, yeah. I had yours. Did... Oh, did you really? Oh, yeah, you did. You yeah. did. Big fan. It'll change Very your life. Big fan. It did. I'm a Story huge number... fan. <laughs> there you go. Story number one. CD Projekt Red announces a live-action Cyberpunk 2077 project. This is Wesley Yenpool at IGN. CD Projekt aims to expand its Cyberpunk 2077 universe further with a live-action project. Announced today, the unnamed project is a collaboration between CD Projekt and Anonymous Content, the production company behind True Detective and Mr. Robot, as well as Academy Award-winning films including The Revenant and Spotlight. CD Projekt is working with Anonymous Content Studios head of television Garrett Kemble, director of development Ryan Schwartz, and chief creative officer David Levine, the latter of whom was previously HBO's EVP and co-head of drama for over 10 years, where he oversaw the production of series such as True Detective, Westworld, and True Blood. He was also involved in the production of the early seasons of Game of Thrones. Uh, CD Projekt said this project is at an early development stage, and the hunt is on for a screenwriter to tell a brand new story set in the world of Cyberpunk 2077. Tim, thumbs up or thumbs down on this? I mean, I'm going to give this one the tentative thumbs up. 
I feel like cyberpunk has been on the rise clearly in, in, in many ways with both Phantom Liberty being kick-ass and Edge Runners being as kick-ass as it was. And that was, uh, I think, obviously more in line with this being a TV project. But they clearly went to the right teams. They cared about the IP and they wanted to get this thing right. Uh, you also look at the other successful video game adaptations we've had recently in live action. And, you know, I would count The Witcher as one of those. It might not be the Shining Star example like you'd see with, like, uh, Last of Us. But I feel like uh, Witcher, although still based on the books, you know, it is kind of in line with CD Projekt Red titles. So there's a level of expectation, I think, of quality that they are um, going to be aiming for there where this doesn't feel like a cash grab to me. This feels like... Uh, a, a smart investment in the property. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this is good. The names being dropped here, the teams being dropped, this sounds right. This sounds like what I would want to see. A cyberpunk live-action thing is is funny because it's going to take a lot of budget to make it look right. Yeah. But more than that, I think it's just going to take talent. <laughs> like, I think it's just going to take the like, great production design because at the end of the day, I actually don't think that this is as expensive as it could come off because it's just a lot of glowing lights. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a lot of it's a lot of glowing lights, right? I think it's a lot of <clears throat> like it's a lot of good costuming and a lot of good like hey, how do we make this how do we make people look cybernetic and like what are the different things we're bringing into this? Are we bringing in like the cool um uh I forget what they're called, like the claws that you get, like the fucking Baraka claws that you get at some point in Cyberpunk. Are we bringing in those elements? Are we bringing in the cool action scenes where somebody gets their arm cut off and they have wires flinging out of their arms, right? Like I think stuff like that really mix this IP in terms of what the visual style of it is. And I think you're right in terms of, like, you know, I don't think that stuff has to be, like, the most expensive thing possible, per se, but I think that is going to have to be the brunt of the focus of, hey, we got to get the visual identity of this right. Otherwise, if we miss on that, then I don't know if anything else is going to make up for that. Um, I think it's that. Plus, like, you know, this, I, I think cyberpunk as a world is is really fascinating and really interesting in terms of, like, the kinds of stories you can tell with that world. And, uh, here, right, they talk about they're on a hunt for a screenwriter to tell a brand new story set in the world of cyberpunk. And I love that. Um, this goes back to what we've talked about with The Last of Us and, like, the Metal Gear Solid um, uh, uh, movie that's coming out and, like, you know, other video game adaptations where it is. All right, if we're going to put Destiny on the big screen, for example— are we telling the story of Destiny, or are we going to find another story to tell in the universe? Are we putting, if we're making a Fallout or Horizon show, are we going to tell the main quest of those things, or are we going to find our own stories to tell, right? Last of Us really very much retreaded that same Last of Us story, because I think you have to, because I think that's what that thing is. Um, and, like, a Metal Gear Solid movie, of course, is going to retread the same events. I like the idea of having an IP that is more about the world and the scope of the different stories you can tell within that world, as opposed to, like, just the retelling the main story. Because I've had my adventure with V, right? I've met um, um, Pan Am, and I've met all Judy, and I've met Idris Elba and all these characters, right? Like, I've gotten that. I'd be so down to hear, to see what's going on in a different district of Night City, right? Or a different part of the world where it is, all right, what does cyberpunk look like on the other side of the U.S.? I think those are very fascinating stories to tell. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I, I agree with what you're saying there, and I, I feel like that uh, cyberpunk is ripe for, finding stories and making stories. I think that that's why I have more faith in this than some of the other ones potentially just off the rip because I feel like 
there's a lot of directions they can take it that would be interesting. I mean, edge runners, I think, is a great example of that. Um, but yeah, I feel like this, it, it comes down to the, the art direction of it all, the production design of it all, making sure that those things kind of live up to it. And then it's just tell a good story. Because yeah. I feel like the, it doesn't need to be any one thing. The expectations are hopefully just a good story, similar to Arcane. And I know I, I'm bringing up a couple animated properties here, but I, I think that in terms of how the world works and like, to your point, the expectation of what would come from it, um, I think that... Cyberpunk is lucky that uh, it's just inherently cool. Yeah. Like, everything about it is just dope, and, like, people want to be interested in it. So if you give them some substance to match the style, you've, you're already kind of ahead a of the game when it comes to uh, general interest and people wanting to like the thing. Yeah, 1,000%. And, you know, when you talk about Arcane, I think we also talk about Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which is doing what we were talking about already, right? And it is the—I mean, you assume that the <clears throat> success of Edge Runners is leading into— oh, yeah, we got to make more of this. Hey, we got to do live action because that also works so well for The Witcher. And I think for what you're talking about in terms of cyberpunk is already cool. Cyberpunk, I think, has done a, a good job over the years honing in and developing what the language of the game is, what the language of the world is, I should say, what the attitude of the world is. And, of course, a lot of this came from the tabletop game already. But, like, part of my issue when I played the, the launch version of cyberpunk was that it had a bit too much try-hard attitude, right? Like, it almost felt like it was a... Oh, man, you guys feel like you're trying to be edgy for the sake of being edgy as opposed to really leaning into the elements that could make this world cool. And playing, uh, watching both Edge Runners and playing Phantom Liberty, I feel like they've done a, a really good job of going, all right, no, how do we hone this in and really tell a story that doesn't feel like it's trying too hard to be cyberpunk but really does live in the world? That's why I can, like, hear words like choom or hear, word, uh, hear like, the other random-ass terms they're saying in the cyberpunk universe and not cr <clears throat> cringe as much because, like, They've figured it out. They've made it feel natural. Um, and I think because we're at where we're at now with Cyberpunk, I have full faith in a, in a live action thing. Like, I'm really excited for that in a way that I'm sure so many people were excited for Witcher. I missed out on Witcher because that's not necessarily my series. I'm not the biggest fantasy person. But I hear about, about the way people talk about Witcher and um, specifically the TV show. And I go, man, I hope we get more of that. And I, and I really think Cyberpunk could be more of that for the Cyberpunk slash sci-fi side of things. And so... I'm super excited. My question, my another question for you, Tim. Have you seen Altered Carbon? Because I'm not. I've only seen trailers, and I imagine Altered Carbon is a bit of what a cyberpunk TV show would be like. Yeah, it doesn't really stick the landing. Okay. I mean, and more than that, I, I I didn't like Altered Carbon. I didn't finish it. Uh, so stick the landing is not even the right thing. It didn't nail it even early on. I gave up. Um, okay. So yeah, I I feel like that that wasn't really it. Um. I will always want to give a shout out any chance I get to Elite Battle Angel, which admittedly not perfect, but okay. really good, really fun. One of my like, you know, cult classic type movies that I'm always pushing here. But um, hopefully we get a sequel. John Cameron's talking about it. We'll, we'll fucking see. Well, my, my question for you is that is a TV and movie person is, is there a project that you think is or you'd say is closest to cyberpunk? Elite that Battle is nailed. Oh, okay, Elite, Elite yeah. Battle Angel. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. Then. It's super sick, man. Yeah, and and I think that there's something there too, where um, you know, there is like an, a, a weird uncanny valleyness to it all, to the CG uh, in Alita. It's very much on purpose, but I, I feel like that's another thing that kind of is uh, in favor of a cyberpunk show in terms of budget because everything isn't natural anyways. So it looking off and looking a little weird or like a mantis sword arm coming out of someone's arm can look a little fucking weird because yeah. it is. 
you know, and I feel like that that kind of uh, goes back to the the art direction of it all. Of I feel like you can kind of cut quarters on the budget side with wise decisions to really still make it feel premium and feel like it fits in the the world. And that's something that I really appreciated about Alita is it committed to its vision. Not everyone's going to like that vision. A lot of people yeah. are not going to like it, but it committed. Somebody in chat mentioned um, Blade Runner as well, which I think is a, yeah. is, is, is a good one to bring up. And also, like, I think brings up also another good point is that, you know, I think I've been talking with the assumption that, oh, this will probably be a TV series. Would you want a movie? Like, do you, do you think a movie would be a better route, possibly, for cyberpunk? I'd be more interested in a movie than a, than a series, honestly. But um, I, I feel like it really just comes down to what's the story they have to tell. I think the movie clearly would need a bigger budget because to, to fit in that much excitement into a two-hour experience, I feel like would need to... Um, have a lot more going for it because I, I what we're talking about is we we know the style's going to be there, but is the substance? And I yeah. feel like it is. This is a weird thing to say, but it's easier to build out substance over a television series than it is to nail that than it is to nail it in a movie because you're dealing with significantly less time and higher expectations. Like you, you want more bang for your buck when you're watching a movie, whereas like you can kind of sit in the scene with characters a lot longer in um, shows. And I feel like that's where cyberpunk is going to potentially thrive is the smaller character moments that make you care about these people that do crazy things. Hear me out, though. You get Keanu Reeves. Mm -hmm. You do a Johnny Silverhand movie. Like, just do a two-hour story about, like, the life of Johnny Silverhand and have him star in it. Right? Like, I feel like ideas like that could be I mean, a slam dunk, (laughs) right? Like, I feel like that's that's the easy one of, like, oh, yeah, people love Keanu. Keanu means so much for our game. And, like, yeah, he's obviously, like, a very esteemed actor. (laughs) And so it it, it could make sense to, to do that. You know, that's actually a really good point that, like, is, is it's wild to think that that's possible, but it is. It totally is. One more author out there um, while I'm wearing my director's cap, um, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but I really like that show, Black Mirror. And I, I'd, I'd be so down. How's that impossible? <laughs> I'd, I'd be down. Listen, I know, I know, not enough, not enough of us talk about Black Mirror. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, but I'm the one who's gonna come out and be like, "Yo, you heard of this show called Black Mirror? You should watch it because it's really good." Uh, I'd be so down for a cyberpunk Black Mirror style anthology series where it is, "Hey, this is the world of cyberpunk." Now every episode is about like the fucked up stories of this world. I know Black Mirror isn't the only fucking anthology show, but like it's the one I go to right in terms of the reference. I think something like that could be fun. Um, I I honestly feel like an anthology show would be the wrong move for a cyberpunk because I feel like people wouldn't actually watch it then. Like I feel like mm. cyberpunk needs the there needs to be a hook beyond just how cool it is, which I think anthology would lean more into the how cool it is to like really get people talking about it. And when you're you're looking at like they're talking about True Blood, Westworld, True Detective, Game of Thrones, like these are Mr. Robot. Like every single title named here is like one of those like prestige television shows. Yeah, I imagine that would be the goal that they're trying to uh, get there. Well, speaking of cyberpunk. Story number two, CD Projekt has provided an update on its Cyberpunk 2077 sequel plans. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. CD Projekt has provided an update on its plans for Cyberpunk 2077 sequel, which is codenamed Project Orion. The company said last September that Phantom Liberty would be the only expansion for Cyberpunk 2077, but, but that after its release, Project Orion would begin development at a new studio, at a new U.S.-based studio uh, called CD Projekt Red North America. Uh, Phantom Liberty launched in late September, and during an investor presentation on Thursday, CD Projekt's chief creative officer, Adam Badowski, touched on the status of Orion and the company's plans for the game over the next year. Quote, 
This project is on a conceptual design level right now, and it's going to be designed by a team of veterans who are responsible for fine-tuning Cyberpunk 2077 and designing Phantom Liberty, he said. We're going to work uh, out of North America, Vancouver, and Boston locations. Team leadership are already there. And late in 2024, we're going to work with teams comprising several dozen people. While, while as a target, uh, half of the developers are going to work out of the northern U.S. and the other half out of Poland, end quote. Earlier in the presentation, CD Projekt CEO Adam Kaczynski said Cyberpunk 2077 has now cleared 25 million sales since its December 2020 release, meaning it's selling far faster than The Witcher 3 did following its release. And Chief Financial Officer Peter Neil Lubowitz uh, announced that the Phantom Liberty expansion sold 3 million copies in its first week of availability. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, this sound. You just beat Phantom Liberty. You were obsessed with it. Like, are you? What What does this mean to you, Bless? I mean, I'm excited for it, right? Like, we've known that they're working on a sequel. Um, I'm excited. I'm ex- I'm excited for the idea of them starting from the ground up, and like, I think now being able to work on a game without the extreme hype and anticipation of like the project being unknown for a decade, right? Like, I feel like having that weight on your shoulders for again so many years and having to having Kind of like that deadline of, oh, we got to put this out. Like, people have been asking for this. Oh, we put out The Witcher in 2050. Like, there's so much pressure to put out a thing that's going to blow away the world. I think now that people know and understand what Cyberpunk is, now you just got to follow up to the previous one. Now you just got to further on that universe. And now I think you've—it's the same as I was saying with the TV show or with the live-action project, is that now you've established so many elements of what Cyberpunk is that you get to further on, further up on that and then, like— you know, build on what you built, right? I think that's why Phantom Liberty was so good is the fact that, hey, we got the bones. We know what we want to rework. We want, we know what we want to fix. Now let's tell a really good story in this universe. Um, going into the next game, I would think that you are being able to do that without like a, fuck, we got to redefine what open world games are and all that. So I'm, ex- I'm excited for it. Yeah, no, totally. And it's going to be interesting to see like what CG Project, CD Project Red does in the coming years, like with uh, the amount of multimedia things and projects that they have uh, in the works or already out, in addition to having the next Witcher on the way uh, and them seemingly having completely got Cyberpunk back on track here, them talking about these sales numbers and all that being so great for them. But in addition to that, the critical reception of something like Phantom Liberty or even the critical reception of um, Cyberpunk 2077 as a just soul game, right? Mm-hmm. With the, all the updates and like uh, how it's running these days, um, it's they're just in a very different place. And I think it's going to be, um, to your point, I think that uh, the next Cyberpunk game is going to have expectations that are a little bit uh, more realistic based on the what can actually come out as a product. Yeah. But then also, I feel like they're better set up to wow us with interesting things that are pushing things forward because they've already set up all the. Like, all the corny uh, try-hard dialogue stuff that you're talking about, yeah. it's going to beat you down eventually if it hasn't already. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, for, for, for sure, right? And, I, yeah, and, like, again, that those are the things that they get to tweak and go, all right, how do we do this in a way that is that is servicing the world as opposed to, like, yeah, beating the player down in terms of, like, the, the 18th time they've heard the word choom in two minutes and they have to go, like, what the fuck is a choom? Um, and, yeah, like, I think I'm also excited for the idea of them – learning all the lessons of the failure of cyberpunk 2077 of hey we can't do this again right i think that was i mean that was the biggest failure we've seen from cd project red in terms of i mean potentially in gaming history potentially gaming history i think it's up there yeah like pulled from the playstation store yeah and i don't think you do that and then go 
business as usual. <laughs> let's, let's keep working the way we've always been working. I think you do that and go, we can never let that happen ever again. And so let's really look at all the things that went wrong and make sure that we don't do any of that shit. Um, there's that. There's One of the things I'm very fascinated with is the fact that they're getting rid of the red engine, I believe is what it's called, for the ne- next game, and they're um, going with Unreal. I'm very curious to see what that does to the game as well. You know, Because I really like how... Uh, cyberpunk currently looks and feels i've talked about how much i love like the dialogue work and the cutscene stuff and you know how natural it all feels but i'm sure for them right like me not being in the in the developer room i'm sure there's probably issues that they identified where they're like hey this this might be responsible for a handful of the issues that we've had right if it is we're sacrificing what like the originality of like the look of it or like our own um you know, infrastructure to be able to make a game that is going to run better and it's going to look better and all that stuff with Unreal, then, yeah, you do what you what you got to do. But I'm curious to see, like, how does that affect the end product and how it looks and how it feels? The other thing I want to point out here is that there's also an article that, that went up um, on IGN this morning in addition to this that is titled uh, CD Projekt uh, doesn't regret making 20- Cyberpunk 2077 first person but has yet to decide on Cyberpunk 2. And the article pretty much goes on to say that like, yeah, like, you know, again, we're working on Cyberpunk 2. Um, I think somebody asked them like, yo, is it going to be first person like the like the um, original one, right? And they talked about like why they made it first person. A lot of it had to do with the identity of Cyberpunk and making it distinct from The Witcher and making sure it was a thing that people picked up and expected something different from The Witcher. Mm-hmm. I think now that we're beyond it, I wonder if there's enough feedback from people going, oh, actually, we'd be interested in what a, three, what a third-person cyberpunk would look like. And I think the fact that they're talking about it in this way um, makes me think that, again, it's up in the air. I would expect it to be first-person, but I'd be fascinated to see, like, hey, if it was third-person, what is it? Or if it's a hybrid, like, what does that do for the game? Um, I think all, all those questions I'm fascinated to get the answers to. Yeah, for sure. Tim, before we move on to story number three, I want to tell you out there, about patreon.com slash kind of funny. Of course, over on patreon.com slash kind of funny, you can go, you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did you burn your last piece of toast? Have the avocados gone bad? Is the hot sauce bottle empty? You can try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. You already know how much all of us here at Kind of Funny love DoorDash, but with thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered, or they'll make it right. If you want even more value, you can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership with easy substitutes right in the app and best in class customer support. You can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code KINDA at checkout. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter code KINDA. Don't forget, that's code KINDA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. This episode's brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they 
they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's ShadyRays.com. Use the code KINDAFUNNY. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple of my friends and people at Kind of Funny how many subscriptions they have that they forgot they are still paying for. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bills and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kindoffunny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back with story number three. Bungie is being sued by its former HR manager. This is Chris Skolian at Video Games Chronicle. Bungie's former HR manager is suing the company, claiming she was wrongfully dismissed after raising a potential case of racial discrimination. As reported by IGN, Ingrid Alm joined Bungie as HR manager in May 2022 and says she was asked a few months later to investigate the performance of an employee named in the lawsuit as James Smith. According to Alm, uh, Smith told her that he was the only black employee in a team of 50 and felt he was being singled out by a supervisor because of his race. Alm reportedly told the employee supervisor uh, this and recommended that they, they and some other employees should take diversity training. But this was rejected on the grounds that the employees, quote, had been there for a long time and were highly regarded, end quote. Alm then claims uh, that Bungie recommended Smith's contract be terminated, to which Alm disagreed, saying this would be racial bias. It's then claimed that Alm sought advice from Dr. Courtney Benjamin, Bungie's Director of Equity and Inclusion, who advised that Smith should get a written warning instead because terminating him would be too risky considering the evidence. Alm says her supervisor was extremely angry at her for, ta- uh, for talking to Benjamin and gave her a written warning before contacting Benjamin to apologize for Alm talking to her. Later that month, Alm was reportedly placed in the, quote, needs improvement category during a review with her supervisor recommending she look for a way to leave. Shortly after this, Alm says her email and Bungie uh, Bungie platform access was cut off, after which she was told her resignation had been accepted, even though she didn't resign. According to Bungie, uh, or sorry, according to IGN, Bungie's response simply denies Alm's story, but doesn't provide any extra context or an alternative timeline of events. 
Notably, Alm was hired at Bungie five months following an IGN report on the company's work culture, in which employees alleged the company had a history of allowing toxic culture to fester, including racial and gender bias. God damn, man. A wild one. It is. Just, hey, starting it off, be good to people. Pay attention. Learn from those around you. Learn from those not around you. And just don't let this shit get to this place. I, it's wild to me that we're still in this, this world that not only are we getting layoff stories day after day after day, we're getting this bullshit. This bullshit is just simply unacceptable no yeah. matter what way you look at it. Yeah, I'm I'm so fascinated to see like what more comes out about it because right now in the scenario, right, it's like a he said she said scenario, but I find I find the easy I find the the story so easy to believe just in the sense of like yeah, like I've been I've been someone who's like the only black employee on a team and it's very easy to feel singled out, right? And like I've been I've I've seen the scenario happen multiple times plenty of times honestly where it's like oh hey, like you know, I have this complainer I'm feeling singled out or like hey, like you know, this person said this thing to me and that person gets approached and it is the thing of people get ultra defensive and it's like you know all hey like all we want is for you to take some kind of training right like take some cultural sensitivity training oh man no like i've been here forever like oh that's not the vibe oh man it's all jokes it's all good right and like that usually is the response and it's like hey man it's not that serious like take four hours out of your day take a class and like try to be good to people because it's real. like i think it, it is the thing of put yourself in the scenario of being somebody who is like in this place of being singled out right hey i'm the only one from my area on the team i'm the only black person on the team or i'm like the only person with a disability on the team and think about how hard that can be right and like think about how many things get overlooked right like say if you're somebody who um is in a wheelchair right and like you come to school you come to school or work or whatever right and it's like oh man the elevator is always broken <laughs> like like those kind of things it's like uh, like for somebody who's non-disabled right it might be like a thing of Oh yeah, the elevator is broken. That happens sometimes. But then for somebody else, it is, it is the thing of, well, I literally can't do my job right now. Like I just got to go back home because this shit isn't working for me. And I like take that and apply that to the so many different identities that we have as people. And yeah, like everybody is kind of going through the, through their own thing, and you should be mindful of that. And so when somebody comes to you and says, "Hey, I'm on this team, and I'm feeling very singled out, and I'm feel and I'm feeling like you know people are either making jokes or saying insensitive things or being deliberately racist to me." Yeah, like take that shit seriously and handle that, even if it is somebody that's at the top of the company, or if it is somebody that's the lead of the especially team. Especially yeah, if it's, it's somebody at the top of the company. Yeah. Especially if it's someone that's been there a long time. It's like th those are the people that set the tone of the culture and the expectation of the tone of the culture of wherever you are, whether it's a workplace, a friend group, it does not matter. All of this stuff needs to be called out, and you need to look at it and be able to deal with it to the best of your ability. Nobody's perfect. You need to give people the grace to figure it out and make the 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 the, the steps necessary to try to to be better with this stuff. But, yeah, this uh, we'll see how this all ends up shaking out. Anybody can sue for anything in this world. So there's yep. a lot there. But to your point, this does tell a pretty clear story. Yeah. A lot of people are saying, bless you watch Sex Education. I did watch Sex Education. That is where I got that reference from. And it was the thing where I started the reference and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess this is just taken from that episode. I'm just going to lead into the full references. So shout out to the people that know. Uh, next news story. Story number four. Sony confirms data breach impacted nearly 7,000 current and former employees. This is Taylor Lyles at IGN. Sony has begun contacting thousands of current and former staff impacted by recent data breaches after a ransomware group claimed last week it had accessed the company's systems. As reported by Bleeping Computer, Sony has now informed employees of its Sony Interactive Entertainment division whose data was exposed. 
The outlet wrote that the notification was sent out to about 6,800 individuals impacted by the breach. Sony disclosed in the notification to victims that the breach was due to a vulnerability in the MoveIt transfer, a file-managed transfer software employees at Sony and other companies use. Sony did not immediately respond to IGN's request for comment. CLOP is the ransomware group that claimed responsibility for the data breach uh, ex-user slash Twitter user Falcon Feed posted on the platform in June that on May 28th, CLOP used an exploit in MoveIt's vendor progress software, allowing it to steal data from the MoveIt databases. Uh, in the letter, Sony sent out to victims, as uploaded by Bleeping Computer, Sony admitted that two data breaches occurred. Uh, the first happened on May 28th, before Progress Software notified Sony and other companies uh, using MoveIt uh, of the breach. Uh, Sony would then discover a second data breach on June 2nd when it detected someone initiating unauthorized downloads, uh, which resulted in the company turning the platform offline until it fixed the vulnerability. This is a scary-ass story, man. It was scary a couple weeks ago when we first talked about it, and it's just like, man, now we're talking about employees' information. Like, that is, yeah. like, an extra level of, like, icky and horrible and disgusting, right, when it comes down to it, of just, like, how violated uh, people can feel so easily by just their information being out there. Yeah, like that. and I feel for it because, like, I think for us it would be the equivalent of, like, I don't know, like Slack all of a sudden had a big breach, and now all of a sudden, like, all kind of funnies – passwords and shit is 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 docs because because of it right like it can be outside of your control and yeah like when we when we hear about the sony hacks slash leaks that have happened in the past i feel like it's always a different thing right like sometimes it is hey yeah we hacked into sony and now they shut down playstation network other times it is hey yeah we're using this thing called move it transfer which is what we use to like manage our documents and for whatever reason that company gets hacked and so now seven thousand of our employees are hacked which is 7,000 just all your employees? Because that's, that's a lot a of big ass number. That's a lot of people. <laughs> like, I didn't know you employed 7,000 people. Like, goddamn. Um, but yeah, that sucks. Um, and again, hey, be better out there. <laughs> if you're a hacker, stop it. Stop it. It's yeah, mean. Like, the thing, it's bad. the thing about that is if any story about what you're doing involves the word victims, you shouldn't be doing it. Mm hmm. Yeah, that and an exploit. Two bad words. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Two bad words. Like, you know, I don't like either of those words. I mean, it depends on the context. If, like, the victims are, you know, like, uh, we're releasing, like, uh, terrible information on, like, CEOs that they want to, like, kept secret. Like, you know, it's, it's all based on context, you know? That's fair. That's fair. But then also, if, like. If the victims are just normal-ass people just trying to live their lives, yeah. Yeah. Then, then I'm not going to use the word victim anymore. <laughs> In that case, you're a target. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus. No, see, I flipped that. Like, it's branding. <laughs> it's branding. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> the CEOs you talking about, all right? It's all marketing, baby. Hey, that's what I'm here for. Story, that's my production brain, you know what I mean? Host slash producer. Uh, story number five. <laughs> so I think Bless misread what you said so bad, Baron. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say? <laughs> we ended up getting there at an okay place, but I don't think he was talking about the CEOs being victims. <laughs> I totally missed what you said. <laughs> Story number five, speaking of Sony, Sony's high bitrate movie service is now available on PS5 and PS4. This is Chris Welch at The Verge. Sony is bringing its own movie streaming service to PlayStation consoles beginning today. Previously known as Bravia Core, the service is being rebranded to Sony Pictures Core as it arrives on the PS5 and PS4. Quote, once you sign up for Sony Pictures Core, you'll be able to buy or rent up to 2,000 movies straight from your console, uh, Sony's Evan Stern wrote in a blog post. 
Uh, at launch, this will include blockbuster hits such as Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man No Way Home, Uncharted, The Equalizer, No Hard Feelings, Bullet Train, and Ghostbusters Afterlife, among others, end quote. Now you can rent or buy those movies in any number of places. If you're wondering why you'd want to use Sony service, uh, the, answer is the answer is video fidelity. As noted on the Bravia Core website, it includes what the company calls Peer Stream, which can stream HDR movies at up to 80 megabytes per second, oh, similar to 4K UHD Blu-ray, on a wide range of content. That is significantly higher bitrate than anything Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, Max, Vudu, or other streamers will give you. So, if you're a stickler for picture quality and have the right TV for it, you should notice greater detail when, you, uh, when using Pure Stream. In addition to all that, Sony also claims it has the largest collection of IMAX-enhanced films of any streaming service. Another potential reason to try Sony Picture Core, uh, Pictures Core is early access. Sony says, quote, You'll be able to purchase select Sony Pictures films during an exclusive early access window before those films reach other digital retailers. Lastly, Sony is going to give PlayStation Plus Premium and Deluxe members a huge serving of free content. Is PlayStation Plus Deluxe a thing? Isn't it PlayStation Plus Extra and then PlayStation Plus? <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. This is, oh, this is from The Verge. This is from The Verge. I thought this was straight for PlayStation no, Plus. I think that's a Verge yeah, error. Uh, unless there's a different deluxe thing they're referring to. But yeah, PlayStation Plus Premium and Deluxe members, a huge serving of free content to help them get started and become familiar with the service. No, this is actually on the PlayStation blog if you're a PlayStation Plus Premium slash Deluxe member. What the fuck is what? PlayStation Plus Deluxe? Hold on, hold on. I need you to look into that. PlayStation Plus Deluxe. Oh, somebody's saying Deluxe is international. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, wow. wait a second. <laughs> How did we not know? Uh, God. Quote, you'll get access to curated, uh, to a curated catalog of up to 100 movies through Sony Pictures Core app to stream on demand from the Sony Pictures library as part of your membership. The catalog, which will be ad-free uh, ad and update periodically, features movies such as Looper. Let's go! Looper, baby! Woo! I, I didn't realize it was a Looper office. <laughs> oh, it's so much better than Arrival. What the fuck? <laughs> what is this Arrival? What? what? When did this happen? What the fuck? Like, why are we comparing these things? Tim, you're learning a lot about me and Andy today. Oh, that's so funny. Listen, I hear you, all right? I, I like Space Jam more than Inception, <laughs> You know, so much better. Yeah. So much Yeah, fuck yeah. I don't actually agree with I, that. I, that I honestly don't agree moment. with that either. <laughs> like, Space Jam's my favorite movie, probably. Like, one of my favorite movies, but Inception's better, like, objectively. I don't know why or how the Arrival versus Looper argument started, Tim, but it's been a longstanding thing between me and Andy, and it's honestly the the last thing that like prevents us from being true friends you know i get it that's that's very funny very funny <laughs> i'm a fan of both so yeah, you got looper you got king's king's glaive final fantasy 15 hell yeah let's go elysium and resident evil damnation those are the movies we're getting with playstation deluxe so let me break this the fuck down all break right down this is uh seemingly look 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 i don't want to get ahead of myself because i, I could be wrong about some parts of this but this sounds like, at the end of the day, a monkey paw Tim Getty situation that mm. I'm not happy about. I thought I was extremely excited about, and in some ways I kind of still am. That 80 megabits per second, though, concerns me. Okay. Because, so what's special about this Bravia Core situation, now known as, what's it called? Play um, PlayStation Core. PlayStation. Sony Pictures Core. Sony Pictures now. Core. But when, when it was called Bravia Core, what would happen was, it was a, a service that was exclusive to Sony Bravia TVs. 
or Sony Bravia products, which are the fancy Sony TV lines and all that stuff. Mm. And it would be the highest bit rate possible, the best premium IMAX enhanced, all that stuff that you can get. And it was incredible quality, but here's the bigger kicker to it all. It's not just better quality and better quality compared to all the streaming platforms. It was the only place that you can get IMAX movies because Sony had a partnership with IMAX and IMAX had a, uh, a deal with the, the distributors so that Blu-rays, when you buy the 4K Blu-ray, because people are going to be like, oh, why don't you just buy the physical media of this? It'll be better than this. It doesn't exist. You can't get the IMAX version of it. So in the same way that uh, all the Disney Plus, we now have the IMAX enhanced, where it's like you get the IMAX version of all of the um, uh, like Marvel movies and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, there's a bunch of movies that aren't there because they just simply aren't licensed to be allowed to. One of them being Spider-Man No Way Home. So the only mm-hmm. way to From Home watch the full-screen IMAX version of Spider-Man No Way Home is through Bravia Core. So mm. as much as I wanted this, and as much as I tried to get it by any means necessary, and I do mean any means. Oh, no. well, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's been a bummer that uh, Spider-Man has not been available, and I really want the IMAX because like, it adds a lot of fun stuff uh, in, in that movie specifically. So what, what kind of fun? Like you're seeing like extra like leg room for Spider-Man? Yeah, but it, just be, because the way that No Way Home was made and how much of a spectacle that movie is, like I feel like the IMAX, it it adds more fun to it instead of like, okay. not like more like fucking creative <laughs> vision or anything, but it's like, it's just the final battle with, with all the Spider-Man is like awesome. And like just having more screen real estate is, is great. Um, so it's exciting that this is happening because it's going to mean that more of the IMAX enhanced premium stuff will be available. Um, but that 80 megabits, I'm pretty sure that that is like not nowhere close to what we're, we should be getting. Like, I think that on the Bravia core system, it was like over a hundred. So we'll see how this goes. I'll have to look into this later but overall step forward i'm happy that sony is like investing in in this stuff and like gives a shit and like with the whole play link thing coming out in the next couple months although it is weird bless we still don't have a release date for the headsets oh do we not i don't think so we got i I think i just assumed it was coming out the same time as um portal you're wrong me if i'm wrong about this but i think we only have the portal release date we don't have the release date for the earbuds or for the new uh pulse elite which Really bumps. Also, before you're wrong, it's there. It's not called PlayLink, right? Because PlayLink was the like hidden agenda. <laughs> like you're playing games on your phone. PlayStation, PlayStation. Link. Oh, is it just called PlayStation Link? Yeah. Man, PlayStation loves to like reuse like old brand things. Good for them. PlayStation they brought, Link Deluxe. They brought back the PSP. Um, and also, yeah, of course, like PlayStation Premium, you get access to Looper, Kingsglaive, Elysium, and Resident Evil Damnation. All what I'm a lineup. The rivals not on that list. What a lineup here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kingsglaive, Final Fantasy 15. That's what I'm gonna boot up the service for, you know. Give me Uncharted. Give me the Uncharted movie. That's what I'll. That's what I'll use the service. They will. You think so? Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, they, didn't they just say that up here? Well, at, uh, the Uncharted is on. Uncharted is on the platform, but oh. like, if you're a PlayStation Plus Premium, gotcha. so you get access to like Kings <laughs> Kings Play for free. It'll happen at some point. I hope so because I'd love that. Uh, final news story, story number six, Lego Animal Crossing collaboration is happening. Uh, this is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Lego is officially collaborating with Nintendo to release a range of Animal Crossing products. The long-rumored partnership was finally confirmed on Nintendo's Twitter account with a short trailer showcasing a few of Animal Crossing's residents in Lego form. If you're watching the video version, Barrett has the video pulled up here. Um, Tim, I'm not much of a Lego person. I think you might be a little bit more of a Lego person than I am. Does this do anything for you? Uh, yeah, it does a lot, uh, just in the sense that I love Lego, I love Nintendo, I love them doing things like this, and more than that, I love that these are actual minifigs, and they're not weird-ass, like, 
the, that whole Mario situation, I'm just not a fan of it. Well, what's up with the Mario? Is it because he's like a full size Mario, or like what's, what's? Well, yeah, it's like they they don't have it's not minifigs. It's like instead they're just kind of like like, like jumbo jumbo ass like weird shit. I don't, yeah. I'm not. I guess I shouldn't say like full size because that would literally be like. I don't know how tall Mario is in real life, but like you get what I mean. Like roughly jumbo. around the size of Skelly, I would imagine. Yeah, I would think so too. Yeah. The, the Mario like ones, the they're weird because they're more like play sets. It's like you kind of build out characters and then they like fucking flip around and, ch- and talk to each other and shit. And it's like, nah, man, yeah. I just want to build and have fun. You want to build like your own Mushroom Kingdom and then put yeah. Mario on it and then put mm-hmm. King Bob on, on it and then like pretend you're doing the boss fight for Mario 64. Yeah, I get I mean, it. It's why Sonic's better than Mario. And then Damn. you know, and then you just stop and think of like, oh, I could just play Mario 64 and then you just go do that. That's the problem, man, is the, there was the question mark block that opened up, and each flap was a, a diorama of one of the Mario 64 levels. And it's like, that is like a dream to me. That sounds like the coolest thing ever. And then you look at it, and you're just like, God, man, this was a lot of wasted potential. Like, this could have been awesome. And it's just weird and okay. Yeah. Way oh. too much yellow block in this thing. I think Mega Blocks is what I was thinking of. Mega like the. It's unfortunate. Did you have Mega Blocks back in the day? I mean, I I had a very firm stance that I would never own a Mega Block in my life. I think they had that in like kindergarten. I'm I know, proud of you, Tim. I must have had those at home because I remember playing with Mega Blocks a lot. I, I think yeah, you're I thinking like about something different, bless. Mega Blocks are just the Lego like, like the big Lego. knockoffs. Those are Duplo. I'm thinking of Duplo. Duplo is the Lego brand that is like the bigger blocks. I'm looking. Is Duplo not just the DJ that makes remixes? That's I Diplo. thought. I thought. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa, very different. Love Dua yeah. Lipa, though. Big fan. Hold on. Okay, I'm looking at Duplo. I don't think I had Duplo. Let me look up Mega Blocks. I could have sworn with a K, too. No, I had Mega Blocks. I mean, Mega Blocks are just Legos. Yeah, but, but they're, they're like shitty bigger. Legos. They're bigger, though. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Mega Blocks? They, like, fit, like... That's why they're called Mega. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mega Blocks, are just, they're different shape of the little things, but, like, they're... I'm gonna show you an image, and yeah, you're gonna tell me—you're gonna tell me that this is not bigger than a Lego. Like these were like the little kid ones. Like they had to make them bigger so like the kids wouldn't choke on them. <laughs> we had to find. We need to like this find a the Duplo. This is the Duplo brand. This is the Duplo subsection of Mega Blocks. These aren't what Mega Blocks are. These are some Mega Blocks, but Mega Blocks are like there yeah, are like the Halo. Those Mega are Mega Blocks. blocks. I just I see the word Mega Blocks on this uh, box right here. You know? I feel like the big yeah, ones were the same. We see the word Lego on the Duplo shit too. I think the mega big mega blocks are like the default, and the smaller ones no. that we're talking about is like was like the spinoff brand. It's not. I don't believe this. <laughs> we're gonna get to the bottom of this. Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, or just let us know in the chat if you got the real answers to this. If you're a mega blocks um, CEO, <laughs> let us know. As I like to call a target. <laughs> if you're Mister Blocks himself, <laughs> let us know. But y'all getting us the facts is just so far away. If I wanted those coming out to Mom and Grab shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. So far in chat, I've seen people both say that <laughs> Tim is right and that uh, Bear and Bless are right. I mean, there's no, I'm not wrong about this. It's like it's the same thing as like Lego and Mega Bloks both have both, but they both are mainly the little guys. But then also now there's... They've been both been around for decades, so like they also make the kid versions too. They're the little kid versions. Interesting, interesting. We'll get to the bottom of this. The, 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 it all boils down to Mega Blocks are just the Lego knockoff. They're cheaper than Lego. They're just like yeah. the, when you when you can't get the Lego license, you go for Mega Blocks. Well, that that's, that like I already assumed, but I always thought it was like a ripoff in the way that's like, oh, we'll just make bigger Legos. That's how that's how I've always read because like we had because the things I had growing up were definitely Mega Blocks, mm. but they were big, right? Yeah. But, like I didn't have Duplo. Like that's I, why they're I, called Mega. 
And that, that's why I would have assumed they were called mega. Like, why else would they call them mega? Exactly. Because they're big blocks. And then eventually they made mini blocks. I assume the small ones are probably called mini blocks. <laughs> Think about it. Or micro blocks. Think about it, Barrett. Barrett gets what I'm talking about. He's laughing. I Think get about it, man. I get it. Out today, we got Assassin's Creed Mirage for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, and PC. Front Mission 2 Remake for Switch. My Little Universe for Switch and PC. Dark Pictures Anthology, Little Hope for Switch. Wargroove 2 for Switch and PC. Wow. That came out of nowhere. Totally. Wargroove? Wargroove 2. Yeah. They announced they announced this date like a few weeks back or something. I remember we talked about it on a game daily a few weeks ago for sure. And it was definitely one long? of those one like it was a weird like oh shit yeah wargroove. James in chat says bless things the blocks were bigger because back then he was smaller. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> how, oh shit! How small of a child do you think I was? <laughs> uh, we got hidden through time too. Myths and magic for PC. Stop dead for PC. Sword art online. Last recollection for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, X- Xbox Series X, and then Cricket Twenty Four for everything. Cricket 24 reminds me of Little Cricket, which is the name of one of the characters in Gen V. And I need to tell all y'all motherfuckers, you need to watch Gen V. Yeah. It is just as good as The Boys. I can't believe it. The Boys Cinematic Universe continues to just knock it out of the park. Amazing three seasons of the main show. Amazing animated anthology show called Diabolical that no one watched and they should because it's fucking awesome. And now this spinoff, Gen V, knocking it out of the park. Three episodes in, tomorrow has a new one. So good. But, Tim, at what point do you become what you hate? You know what I mean? Didn't they make fun of the cinematic universes? When you're this good, who gives a shit? <laughs> They're nailing it. Now, Bear has brought up Cricket 24, which it's I appreciate. really riveting stuff, man. I mean, honestly, most of the sports I know the rules to. I know because of video the games. The world's game. And so I did want to play. Is that what they call tri- Cricket? Mm-hmm. The world's game? Mm-hmm. Not my. No, world. they don't. <laughs> not in do. my universe. Uh, but no, like I mean, I'm not. I, I don't know any of the rules for cricket. And when I watch it, I'm just like, "Dang, y'all having fun out there!" Like this seems like a good time. So maybe I will pick up Cricket 24 just so I can learn some what what these rules are. The I think it's is. funny that it's like they. It's essentially like a little bit baseball, but they still wear soccer uniforms. <laughs> and they're playing on what looks like a soccer field, like a soccer field. Yeah, yeah, like but mixed with a like they put a baseball field in the middle of a soccer field is what this looks like. And they got like J. Roy and R. Uh, Gerbaz. That's what I'm telling you. It's the world's game, man. America loves baseball. The world loves soccer. You put them together, world's game. When you say it like that, honestly, I get it. I get it. I get Just it. like uh, bless his point on Megablock. Uh, let's see here. New dates for you. A Boy and His Blob Retro Collection is coming to PlayStation, Nintendo Switch on October 17th. <laughs> Karma Zoo launches November 14th on Xbox Series X, uh, PS5, Switch, and PC. Dredge, the Pale Reach expansion, launches yeah. November 16th. American Arcadia launches November 15th on PC. Gothic 2 Complete Classic is coming to Switch on November 29th. And then The Last Faith launches November 15th on Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PS4, PS5, Switch, and PC. Bear, I assume this is Karma Zoo. Yeah. This is not what I assumed it would look like. Me neither. It looks kind of cool. cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool 2D art style. Uh, a lot of whales? A lot of, yeah, a lot of whales. Mario of- 2 style whales. Is it a platform? Is a platformer where everything's tethered to each other? Is it multiplayer? A little too much going on for my tastes. Is it like that game where like everybody is like doing like a is it the party game where it's a two D platformer? Everybody's connected together. You know what game I'm talking about? It's like you. It's like all chaos because you have like the string, and so like the string get tied up, and it's like fuck. We now we got to redo the, the thing. No. Um, Rob Craft says yes. It's async co-op. Heiko Park. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Hmm. 
Deal of the day for you. Front Mission First Remake is $27.99 on the eShop. Tim, mm-hmm. now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, New Watch's Eyes says the arm blade from Cyberpunk are called Mantis Blades. Sick. I appreciate that. Yeah, I missed that. I think Tim got it later, though. Um, Nano says, Tim, you said John Cameron instead of James Cameron when you were talking about Alita. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rolla says, hi, Blessing Tim. PlayStation Plus Deluxe is a cheaper version of the premium plan for countries that don't have access to streaming uh, games through the cloud. It has the same perks as premium minus the PS3 games and other games that can't be accessed without cloud streaming. So you're telling me in other countries they have four tiers of PlayStation Plus. That's wild. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> is it not, is it not just, insane? <laughs> it's just unfortunate. <laughs> it's like y'all got to balance four of these words. Like I only had to deal with three. Of, I got to deal with premium. No. Yeah. Premium, extra, and essential. I got to deal with those three, and it's already like a struggle sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you got to really think about <laughs> I it. I get it, about it. Y'all have a deluxe in there? I could not imagine. Ugh. Where's Na- the deluxe even add? No, nothing. It takes it just away. takes away cloud streaming because it's from places <laughs> that don't have uh, cloud streaming. Oh. Uh, Nano says Mario's official height is five foot one. It's pretty tall. Short king. Pretty tall. Pretty tall. <laughs> <laughs> now, are we thinking Roughly of Mario's of default height being little Mario or like? Or Super Mario. Super uh, Mario. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Somebody sent me the straight up history of Mega Blocks. <laughs> if you go to Mega Brands, <laughs> megabrands.com slash en dash us slash history. Mega <laughs> A lot. Who wrote this in? I don't know, man. All these blocks look big to me. Uh, now, Watch's Eye says Mega Blocks is now called Mega Constructs because Mattel wanted to get rid of the idea that it was an inferior product to Lego. That uh-huh. sucks, bro. Pepsi needs to get on it. Change your name, Pepsi. <laughs> Mega Constructs. <laughs> I, uh, is that one of the ones that's going to get a movie after Barbie? Didn't they like announce a bunch of Pepsi? movies? No, no. Mega, Mega Constructs. Yeah. Are you for reals? Yeah, a bunch, of, a bunch of Mattel brands. Oh, are, yeah. Oh, gotcha. All that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Man, I watched the Hot Cheeto movie. That shit ain't it. Wait, Hot Cheetos had a movie? Oh, yeah, Flame and Hot, directed by Eva Longoria. What are you doing? It's the story of Flame and Hot Cheetos. <laughs> what are you doing? What is art anymore in the age of capitalism? Am I right, Barrett? Because, like, we had a movie it's called nothing. Air about Nikes earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. At least that Stop it. it seemed fun. Uh, Air does seem like a good movie. I still haven't yeah. seen it, but it does it seem just like looks, a fun uh, But, like, Barney Affleck also and uh, Matt Damon just having fun being bros. I'm, I'm for it. Don't tell Roger I said that, though, because he's so pro Matt Damon, and it's kind of weird. He's upset. He'll just slack me random pictures of, uh, or not Matt Damon, uh, Ben Affleck. He's just obsessed with him. He'll send me pictures of him at Dunkin' Donuts, and it freaks me out. Um, here's the thing, right? This per- who is this person? Impossibilium says, uh, Tim is right. I worked in, de- in retail and remember stocking Halo Mega Blocks, regular size. I know the ex- I'm not saying that small Mega Blocks <laughs> don't exist. <laughs> I'm asking what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, was it the big Mega Blocks and then they made the small ones? Plus, is a mini block truther. <laughs> what came first in the Mega Blocks? Because if they were if they're the same size as Legos, then what's so Mega about them? Like, they're just blocks at that point. They're just they're just trying to be a Lego knockoff. Here we, here we go. What's See, better than Lego? We got Mega. Dean8149 coming in with the truth. Mega blocks were originally large-scale blocks for toddlers, and in the 90s, uh, can out 
came out is what they mean came out with micro mega blocks to complete the Lego or to compete with Lego. So I fucking nailed it. All right. They were called micro. You're gonna take Dean eight one four nine, the one statement saying that you're you're semi right about this. Yo, you fucking nailed it. Okay. Nobody, there's nobody here that's saying you're right. I'm going to the. No one's here saying I'm right because <laughs> it's the you're wrong section. Bless. <laughs> like it did. There's no way I'm wrong about this because I'm not saying that it came first. I'm just saying that like what it is. Wait, wait, I'm no, saying no, no, both wait, are wait, both. Wait, both are both. They make both. Mega blocks yeah, are not the conversation with what they're more, more known for. Yeah, I was talking about. Yeah, the, they're not more known for that. I was talking about the they're default more known mega for, blocks. They weren't known that much in before the '90s. The '90s are what made them known because they were competing with Lego. Yeah, with the big old mega blocks, with the big blocks, with the micro mega. <laughs> Nobody knows about. Nobody's heard of a micro mega. Because uh, they just Taylor. call them mega blocks. They okay, don't need I don't, to call them I don't micro. mean to add uh, add to it, but you know, there's also in between the uh, mega blocks micro. Uh, uh, there's also just mega blocks, but it's a CKS. It's the intermediate size compatible with the now branded under junior <laughs> builders. See, there was also Connects though, K N E X, and that shit just Connects. sucked. Wasn't that Connects was, like insane? Oh, I do remember that. It was insane, man. It was like what, Lego Technic stuff that y'all are going to. Yeah, far. remember Bionicles? Just give me. Yes, and you know yes. what? I'll make an exception. Fucking sick as I'll make an exception cool. for Bionicles. Bionicles are cool. I'm the sad. Nothing movies. cool. The what now, Barrett? The Bionicles movies, fucking cool as shit. I remember, like, wasn't there a TV show for Bionicles? Didn't Nickelodeon probably. have a thing? I mean, the the movie that I probably owned was probably just like a couple of episodes put together or some shit. I feel like Bionicles should have been more popular than they were. I think they had a time that lasted what, like maybe a year, <laughs> and like really, like where, where it was hot in pop culture, yeah. and then it went away. But I feel like Bionicles could. They, have they still limped on, man. They're still around. Yeah, but not enough. You know, it's like Beyblade. We're like, yeah, let it rip. Whenever I see Beyblade, it's a jump scare. I went to a con. I went to Big Bad Con um, this last weekend, and in the middle is the tabletop role playing game um, convention. And in the middle of it was just like a group of people playing Beyblade and getting real hype over Beyblade. And like, I'll never like it, it. I can never expect it when it happens, right? It's just I look to the left and I was like, oh fuck, Beyblade. You know, it's never like an expected thing. I feel like that should be more normalized. Like, let's more more people should play play Beyblade and more people should play Bionicles. Mm-hmm. That's it for your wrong. Uh, tomorrow's hosts are going to be Tim and me. It's us. It's us. Again. Remember this. has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily. Post show. It's a post show time. Post, post, post. Time. Can you hear me? Now we can. Mike? Hi, everybody. It's Mike. When you think about Mega Bloks, what do you think of? Mega Bloks. But, like, what do they look like? What do they look like? My fucking God. (laughs) Snow Mike. How big are they? They look like larger blocks than Lego blocks. Yeah, fuck you, Jim. (laughs) But they are larger, just not that much larger. It's not that much larger, though. Not that much larger. What do you mean not that much? Oh, okay. They're not the exact same size. They're like 1.5 times. Thank you. 1.5. You're not thinking about the the ones the little toddlers use? Oh, yeah, but those aren't mega blocks. They are. They're literally mega blocks. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Uh, hi, everybody. It's Mike. I don't know. If, if Mike's on your side, I don't know if that's like. For your the, the, kind of funny yeah. games daily post show where we hang out and we answer all of your burning questions from the Super Chats and Twitch Hyper Chats. Of course, you can resubscribe at the tier one to three level or for free with Prime Gaming over on Twitch and ask a question if you want to chat with your two incredible show hosts, Blessing and Tim. Of course, Barrett's here and Skelly in the lab. Of course, if you're watching over on YouTube as well, you can even Super Chat just like my good friend. Street 
Shadow did. Sick, Just a man. note with the Sony data breach story. It is a Sony breach and not particularly a SIE breach. Not to devalue the impact, Sony Co. employs 113,000 people. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense that it's Sony and not necessarily just SIE. Yeah. Because, yeah. I, I was like, what is, how does Sony have? I mean, I, I, I assume Sony probably has more than that. But, like, that's a lot of people to get hacked. And so, at least it's not the entire company. It's 5% of their workforce. Also, why is there a you're wrong in, like, are you, if you open up the you're wrong, right? Like, you have, like, the top bar that has, like, timestamp, username, mm-hmm. and then submit your corrections here. And then, like, all the things that get submitted come in after. When I look, <laughs> when I look at you're wrong in the, <laughs> in the Google form, like there's a you're like under username it says Mike. And oh yeah, I tried to I tried to you're wrong myself yesterday, but it it was freaking out while we were in the middle you, of everything. You you edited the you're wrong. You didn't type in in the form. Well, I was pressing buttons. You, you know. changed the form. <laughs> I pressing, I so I assume right now if I were to go to contentfunny.com slash you're wrong, uh-huh. I assume it's all messed up. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't so. know. That doesn't sound right. That to doesn't me. sound right. That doesn't sound like me. That doesn't I'm, sound I'm like I, thought right I did. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, literally, yeah. if you go to kindofunny.com yeah. slash you're wrong, it's messed up. How would I have that? Pro- how, how would did I you have mess that? that up? How would I have that power, people? I, I went to kindofunny.com slash you're wrong. It's because you have an at kind of funny email. It's because you have a kind of funny email. Oh, well, Joey shouldn't have given me that power. She knows better than that. So instead of instead of clicking in the part that says short answer text, right? Or like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I wanted to put right my name. <laughs> Hard to find right sentences. Oh Bless and Barrett, God. you're right about Mega Blocks. I don't care Thank what you. you say, Timmy Bobby. Damn, you yeah. got the Bobby. Wow. <laughs> Use his government name. That's crazy. Okay. I, I, you know what I can't stop thinking about? I want to know what Barrett said and who I called a target. <laughs> you know, like, how bad was it? <laughs> No, I think you understood. I was talking about like the the CEOs. Like it's it's all about the context of like uh, who we're calling victims. Okay. Stuff, you know? Okay. 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 And okay. then you were like, let's make CEOs the target. No. 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 Because I was no. saying like you said, let's flip the victims to be targets, and it's like the victims in this case are not the CEOs. No, what I meant was oh, okay. I, I was trying to take what Barrett was saying about like, yeah. oh yeah, these are, <laughs> it's okay to be a victim if this is the victim, and I'm like, oh yeah, but we can turn the word victim into targets. Yeah, <laughs> the, so that's exactly. What I, that's what I'll say. That's what I was trying to flip. God, you both yeah. were saying. Saying valid things, just the way you said them didn't add up correctly. <laughs> Tim, it's fair. Thursday. I you know, it. it's yeah. fucking, it's weird. Listen, we're I, we're I all thought I was stuck in the lab. Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel too contained in here. You know, Furry B Production writes in and says, "Making a KF poster, Easter egg, Nutter Butters? Question mark. Dang, I would elevate and say Skelly? Question mark. You know what I mean? Uh, Skelly, dude. Skelly. It is October. Make sure to give love to Skelly, everybody. This is so little. Let's give a chat. Uh, let's guy. give a shout out over to our Twitch audience. It's Will with the resub for tier one for thirty six months. Thank you for three years." Will, uh, fuck. stop it! I, hey, I why are you doing that? Is there an H or that's he's got an H in there. You got an H. You got to respect yeah, the but H. Then why are you making everything sound he's like doing a whistle? The Stewie, he's doing it's, the Stewie yeah, from Family it's Guy. It's like cool ta- quip. It's cool like quip. Taylor Swift with the TH. Okay, I love you. You know what I'm talking about, you. Blue? I, oh yes, of course. Uh, Shout Wolf to you, Motor with the tier one sub for 98 months. Let's go! Thank you, Wolf, out there for that one. And I am Kettner resubscribing with Prime Gaming, totally for free. 
for 41 months. Thank you for the support over there. Uh, Nanobiologist says, Tim, I've never heard of someone be so wrong about connects. You've never got the roller coaster or the other cool shit that moved. Bro, I, did you not hear me at the beginning of this episode? I don't want Mario to fucking move and talk and shit. I just want, want a Mario minifig. I am firmly it. against the fucking moving shit. Even Lego. It's not a, like, look, Lego messes up with the Mario stuff. They mess up with their technique going way too far. Lego creator. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Connects was like a thing we had in school, right? Was, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, okay. Yeah. No one's no, actually buying that I was, shit. I, was, yeah, I, don't, I never went over to Addison's house or Freddie's house, and they had some fucking connects over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goddamn, yeah. Addison. I want an Addison t-shirt. Shout out to Addy. Shout out to my guy, Addison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Addison, have you guys ever met Addison? He's not the kind of guy you think based on my stories. You know what I mean? What What do you think we think? What do you think, Addison? Because, like, Addison, like, Addison... We should all draw what we think <laughs> Addison is. <laughs> like, Addison is, like, I think now he's kind of, like, more... He has, like, white hippie vibes to him like he's like you know he's smoking weed every day you know he's like he's okay he's like does he got dreads he's probably uh, pro- uh I don't- is he a little crusty like he, <laughs> like he might be a little dirty you know what no, i mean i can't like, put that on addison I don't he think could he's smell damn. a little I weird can't put I, can't, that on addison. I can't put that on addison i've not met addison i've not hung out with addison in a very long time but like you know is he crusty i'm sure he had like a, a little like a like a peace sign flag on his wall and at his okay. house. like he's like that kind of kid okay okay yeah all right, all right. Well, we don't want to yeah, put that on Addison. Like, he was listening. He was listening to like ACDC all the time. Okay, okay. You're putting that. These uh, things do not add up. No, yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> ACDC yeah, yeah, yeah. and hippie. No. Yeah, let, me yeah, look yeah. Up, let me look up Addison's profile. We're gonna Mike, look, you're gonna, putting no, that on you're Addison. Google Addison. Just like you put your name onto the year wrong duck. <laughs> 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 Who would do such a thing? How would they have that much power? Like right now, Addison's profile is all just like '90s. Like rock musicians. Uh, remember his last post from two days ago. Remembering Stevie Ray Va- Vaughn, Vaughn, R.I.P. on his birthday, and it's a picture of the of the musician, and then like okay. a peace sign next to it. Right. I scroll down. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's another post about. He has a lot of posts about Stevie Ray Vaughan. Hold on. Important to him. Very important to him. He posts like 19 times in one day. A bunch of pictures of this man. Okay, well, Addison. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to get back. <laughs> well, Addison. I keep, I keep scrolling down, and it's more and more. Right. Uh, w go W go writes in and says, "I've always called sweatshirts sweaters, but I was recently told they aren't sweaters." Thoughts, KF crew. I will never stop, regardless. But I want to know. This is wild to me. This is one of those weird regional things that I didn't realize okay. until, uh, like, later in my life, like, being on the internet and, like, talking and seeing it make people be like, what the fuck? You call it this? I call it that? Like, like yes. people call them jumpers, crew necks. Like, there's a lot of different names for these things. Okay. But, yeah, growing up, I always called them sweaters. Hoodie? So are you including a hoodie on this as well? No, like, hoodie, I would do, like, that, that transcends the sweatshirt genre. Okay. But, yeah, like, hoodies are hoodies. And then, to me, a sweater was, like, what I now call crew neck. I, yes. I agree with that. I, I call hoodies sweatshirts. Swe- I guess yeah. sweatshirts are the all-encompassing yeah. sweater and hoodie, and they can be divided from there. But, like, hoodies I usually call a sweatshirt, and sweaters or crew neck is what I call a sweater right there. Yeah, okay. I so agree with we're, that. We're, we're aligned yeah. on yeah. this. We're all aligned, it sounds like, the three of us. I like that. So if, I, if, I, if somebody said, hey, I'm wearing a sweatshirt to work, I think I automatically picture it with a hood. Mm-hmm. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. If you were like, hey, Mike, I'm wearing a sweatshirt today, I'd be like, all right, he's going to wear a hoodie then. Yeah. I think it was like the kind of funny blue sweatshirt hoodie. Yeah. 
Yeah. Zipper. Yeah, I like that. Zipper. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It is, but it doesn't uh-huh. have to have a zipper. Doesn't have to. Like the X-Cast. Like, you look good in that X-Cast hoodie. Yeah. Tim, that's we, a sweatshirt to can me. Can we give him a quick shout out? He looks good in that X-Cast hoodie. Honestly, I think that might be the, like my favorite plus outfit. Thank <laughs> the you. X-Cast, Very good. The X-Cast Maybe I got to wear more green, you know? A little more green. Mm. Yeah, I wore a little green, green yesterday. Like, oh, I you're wearing a little soft kind of green today. Tim, what color is that? That the bomber jacket? This right here? Is that blue or is that like a soft green? Is that a soft green? teal. Okay. Green. More green than blue. Mm-hmm. CJ writes in and says, will 2024 be as good as 2023 in AAA gaming? No. Not a chance. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. I think there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of wins and a lot of great games. But, I mean, like, this, this year I do not think we'll ever see another thing like it uh, for a very long time. Okay. Because I think it's, there's a multitude of factors. I think that we are – enough years into this console generation that we're starting to get the real bangers in yeah. addition to the delays of the pandemic and um, everyone having to relearn or learn for the first time how to develop games in that way. I think we're f- this is like the first round of getting through to the more positive sides of that, but I think we're about to hit other uh, stop gaps coming up soon, and a lot of the games that got delayed before, um, whether internally or Officially, uh, we we got to see this year, so I think that uh, we're not going to get the same thing. Hear me forward. out. Hear me out. Hit, hit me, bless. Twenty twenty four. Hit him. Elden Ring DLC. Ooh. Mm, Final yep. Fantasy Seven Rebirth. Hold up. Mm. Grand Theft Auto Six. Let him cook. Uh, you know what I mean? Elder Scrolls Six. Wolverine from Insomnia. Elder Uh-oh. Scrolls Six is not coming out next Uh-oh. year. Mike. A Nintendo Switch Two with a launch Mario. I mean, yeah, dude. Persona okay. Three Reload. Persona Three Reload. I I think even with. Being Whatever realistic. the Switch launch lineup is, Silk Song. Someone says, Silk yeah. Song. I, I think even being realistic, if uh, for what of those games could actually come out next year, I still don't think it matches up to this year. I think it's that's amazing yeah. though. I, I I think that that's kind of just where we're at. With like, there's just a lot of goddamn good games out there now. I I I, I want to make a, a theory that I just thought about right now, and I'm just gonna put it out there. Right, every five years is like a all time year for video games. Whoa, mm. that's because I'm wild. thinking right, right now we're in 2023. Okay. Go back five years. Five oh, years. fuck. This is already messed up because I'll put yeah, 20. Like, I, all right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't put, know if that adds up. Because I'll put 2017 <laughs> over 20. Because I was thinking like, all right, 2023, going back. 2017, going back from there. 2013, going back from there. 2008. I feel like these years, I'll, I'll compare to each other. Yeah, I, but like I, feel I think like, 2017 is comparable to 2023. I think 2013 is also comparable. I to think both we these beat years. that though. I think we're at the point now. Like I think once Baldur's Gate happened, it was yeah. like that. That changed. It's still the same conversations, but I think that we're a new tier has been hit. I, with, I don't with know. This year. I like 2013. We got Grand Theft Auto Five and Last of Us in the same year, and Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, yeah, but look at this. Yeah, year. Like, and that's like, like, what can you name after that, bus? I mean, I uh, gone home. I, I, I'd have to start looking. At, <laughs> looking yeah, you have to start. But like 2017, if I start naming the top ten of 2017, I feel like I can make a compelling argument against 2023. Dishonored two, no, Dishonored two. That, that was the year before. Yeah. 2017 would have been Persona. Last, uh, not last was um, uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, Persona Five, Wolfenstein Mario Two, Mario Odyssey, Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn, Assassin's Destiny Creed Two, Origins. Assassin's Creed. Are you Origin, going off the dome with Cuphead. this? Yeah. Man, this kid's not. This uh, PUBG. Fortnite and like Fortnite Battle Royale kind of came at the end of that year, um, but I'm putting it in there with Fortnite. Um, Near Automata. Hol- uh, what year was Hollow Knight looks like? That no, might have been uh, that year. Uh, you're just thinking Hollow Knight. I don't. I or, think sorry, Hollow, Hollow Knight, Knight. might have been 2016. Okay, then move on. Or Hollow maybe Knight. it's Wait. either 2016 no. or 2018. 18. Because uh. it was after Switch. Mm. 
I like that. I think that's a great games cast topic, Tim. You should probably what is what is the best game. year in video games? Or you know, we could always do it as a fun post show where the three of us could come back on another post show. We have Barrett, the four of us. Everybody gets to pick one year, and you have to defend the honor of that year, and then the chat will vote who wins. I feel like we are a couple year. months away from having this conversation on every show for months. Yeah, get ready. Really quick before we get to the next question, Mike. Uh, I don't know if the hosts have been made aware of what the thumbnail is today. Oh um, yes, I I have been. I have been. It's oh my god. We got it's a, worth a look. It's worth a little click on your computer. Why did you recast Keanu as That's Chris perfect. Pratt? That's saying, no, it's Chris good. Pratt, bro. It's Chris Pratt. Good. I I, I responded really to Roger after he sent this in. I was like, we're bringing Jack Quaid back so he can fire us. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Uh, let's keep it going right now because we're having a great post show. Don't forget, kind of funny best friends, if you're watching on Twitch and or YouTube, you can get involved with your super chats and or resubs over on Twitch with a fun little message. I also want to give a big shout out, Tim, to anyone smashing that follow button. I think Uncharted on lost Twitch, legacy. Just like Windfrog did. And if you're on YouTube, you can always hit that subscribe button. It's I, 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 just, I just want to sprinkle, sprinkle in a little bit more. Spring, All right. Okay, bless. Uncharted, un, the 2017, Uncharted the Lost Legacy, Resident Evil 7, Biohazard. Pyre, I know Pyre, Hellblade's yeah. into a sacrifice. And that's yeah. on top of all the things I just meant. I've, I've, I feel like 2017 is going blow for blow with 2023. My, my thing is, I feel like it is, we've had just some of the best years Divinity in gaming Original history Sin 2. in the last decade. Like, I feel like this has been an amazing decade of dreams, of video games. And I feel like Dream. when you when you start comparing them all, I think that they're, they're in similar boats. I think that this year, though has just hit a point that it's yeah. like, yeah, you can make an argument, but you need to make an argument, and you ain't going to win it. Ma- <laughs> so. Manny, Manny Throne says, okay, now read 2023, bless. Ball, I mean, ball, I can do the same thing. Yeah, Baldur's Gate 3, Le- Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Street Fighter 6, and then, like, oh, Spider-Man 2 is coming out. Okay, well, don't slow down. You know there's a lot more. Keep well, going. So you, you start naming them, right? Like, yeah, I, I would say, remastered. Like, name, like, the, the top tier. Hi-Fi Rush, Final Fantasy 16. Final Fan- or Resident Evil 4 remake. I, don't, I I feel like a lot of the 2017 games go for below for below with the list that we're saying. But I mean, I feel like, like 2023 them- had Tears of Kingdom. Sure, 2017 had Breath of the Wild, right? Like 2017, 20 uh, <laughs> the year we're in had Resident Evil 4. 2017 had Resident Evil 7. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like I feel like for every like ball, I feel like for everyone we named this year, there was like an equivalent for 2017. I think that that ends at a certain point though, and then 2023 just keeps going. Oh, I, I think it's the other way around. Like I don't think 2023 has a Cuphead. Like there hasn't been like I think 2023 was also delivered. Dave the, the Diver as well. Dredge. Cup, Cuphead better is better than both of those. Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars. It's still the, you yeah. got Remnant Two. People are throwing in there. You got Armored Core Six. People are throwing in there. Remnant Two. Starfield is in there. You don't think Remnant Two was in the conversation for like when we're talking about the big hitters of the year and we're going blow for? If blow? we're just talking big hitters, this year had more big hitters. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's no I, I way to let's argue that. I don't, I mean, again, Horizon, Super Mario Odyssey, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Nier Automata, Resident Evil 7, uh, Cuphead, right? Like, I, Destiny 2, PUBG, Fortnite. Like, I feel like right there, like. But even then, Fortnite, like 2017, like, I wouldn't give that the credit for Fortnite. Like, 2018, maybe, when it that like, was became my game what it was. That was, that was Mike's game of the year. That was my game of the year. Right, I yeah. could see what was going to happen, Tim. I just want you to know that. I should have bought stock. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I came out of that year going, yo, this game is the fucking game. I should have yeah. bought stock in that shit. Yeah, we still have Mario Wonder, Spider-Man 2, and Alan Wake 2. Yeah. Cool. He's right. A lot. Mario a lot. RPG still. God. We had Pikmin 4. Let me tell you about it. We had Snipper Clips, all right? 
Put some respect yeah, on 2017. Yeah, I love sniffer clips, but like the exact Crash Bandicoot, the Insane Trilogy, and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's keep it going with some more fun stuff. Like M Cap writes in and says, "Now that's Sonic Mania, Tim. a Russian." Oh, okay. 2017, one of the best years in gaming history, for sure. Some might say the best. Okay. Somewhat. M Cap just wants to know: Hey, are you guys ever considering permanently leaving X, aka Twitter? All the time. I I I wish that in terms of like utility, I could, but like I think the the thing that. The thing that sucks is that the t- Twitter slash X is just so, so useful for what we do. And especially for what I do where I, like, every day I'm prepping the news, right? Every day I'm, I'm prepping KHD. I kind of need to use Twitter for that. Because, like, I'm, I'm severely um, disadvantaged if I don't use Twitter for that. Because, like, it very much is I am keeping up with the day-to-day news, like, in real time because I'm checking my phone and because I'm checking Twitter. And so as soon as something pops up, immediately I can drop into the KHD channel. And also, like, I have certain accounts that I'll go to. I have, like... You know, used to be Nibel. Now I'll go to like Noble or I'll go to like the VGC Twitter account to like scroll through and see, all right, what are the big hitters of news for the day? And also, what are the direct sources these are coming from? Right. Like I, I, for me, there, it serves too much utility in terms of that. And then also, like just in terms of news in general, even outside of video games, like I know, I, I, I know why Carly got canceled because of Twitter. Right. Like these are things that like, Twitter serves such a function for me in keeping up to date with the moment to moment what's happening in the world that it's hard for me to imagine leaving unless something really does come through and replaces it at like at a competent enough level and nothing's come through yet. Like Threads is getting close, but even Threads is like not enough people are there are are there and using it actively. Yeah, I'm not leaving until I absolutely have to. I love Twitter and it's just getting more and more annoying to use, but all the things I love about it are still there, and they will be. Forever. A lot of what you were talking about, Bless, but also it's just like you kind of get to curate whatever you want it to be. And that's just getting more and more difficult, more and more annoying. But that's also just the way of the world at this point. Mr. Hawks writes in and says, let's get some hype for the newly announced Golden State WNBA team. Hey, now. Whoa. I was literally just talking with somebody about this. I didn't know about that. Yeah, they're starting their um, launching a WNBA team uh, here. I I, I don't know how much details there are about it. Like, I don't know if they've announced a name or anything yet, but uh, it's very exciting. Bay Area. Okay. Ooh, that's exciting. Okay, well, we'll keep an eye on that. Thank you, Mr. Hawks, for that. See, I was talking to Mike. This could be us, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the friend I was talking to last night, she was saying that, like, hey, me and one of my, me and my, one of my other friends, we want to, like, get in on the ground floor and be, like, those two people that show up to every game that are, like, being obnoxious. Like, being a, a, like we're obnoxiously supporting this team, right, and going hard. And I was like, what if you call yourself, because of the Golden State Warriors, right, what if you call yourself the Golden Girls? And they're like, oh, this is oh. like that might that might be the move, Mike. Me and you, we can do the same thing. Get in at the ground floor, be the be the be those supporters that are there week to week. Uh, you know what, bless? Let's mm. buy season tickets. Let's buy, <laughs> <laughs> buy season tickets. <laughs> Let's buy season tickets, Mike. Mike, I like your hair right now. Thank you, homie. I know the camera can't see it right now. I did something different with it. It's good. Uh, you know, I pushed it down. Yeah, pushed it down. Get over here. Show the people over here. Just letting you know what I'm doing. What do you think, bless? I pushed it down. Oh, interesting. Well, something different. Uh, yeah, it's like kind of it. weird. I, I feel like we might need to meet in the middle a little bit, like not all the way down. Like let's yeah. let's get a little more push up. But okay. I, I like the okay. the style of it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah it's all, it's all, yeah. It's all. What happened to the? Didn't you? Weren't you growing out your beard more? 
I am. I haven't touched it. Oh, you haven't? Yeah, touched? Yeah, okay, yeah. Let now I'm be. looking at you. Letting it be until uh, January, and then we'll see what happens. I'm trying, bless you, I'm trying to fill in the little patches. You know what I mean? Like, you and I talk about having that awkward beard, and you just got to mm-hmm. commit to it and just look bad for a little bit. That's what I'm doing right now. See, that's what I tried. It never worked out for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, maybe I could have committed for, like, another year, but I was like, I was tapping out. Uh, Street Shadow writes in again and says, on the topic of Lego, do we think that XB will finally abandon Mega Blocks and join the truth of Lego with PlayStation and Nintendo, XB being Xbox, ladies and gentlemen? I, I love you, Mike. Uh, I, I hope so. Uh, it doesn't feel likely, though. But again, I never thought that Nintendo would go with uh, uh, Lego, and they they ended mm. up doing it. So that's cool. Pokemon's still stuck in Connects Land, and that makes me very sad. I I hope and wish that they would leave Mega Bloks and go make Lego. But I do appreciate that I can get like a Halo Warthog as a cute, you know, quote unquote Lego figurine. Right? I I do think that is sick, and I am really excited about this. Halo 3, Xbox 360, Mega Bloks collab. I think that's going to be super dope. I'm excited for you. CJ writes in and says, should Cyberpunk be eligible for Goaty 2023? I, th- I think so, yeah. I-, I think like either that or the DLC. I think either way, if you want to put that up for Game of the Year, I'd be, I'd be down with it. I mean, yeah. Well, the thing about Game of the Year, it's, it's all about what argument you're going to make and who you're arguing with and how that gets resolved. So, like, yeah. I, I feel yeah. like anything can be up for Game of the Year. Will it get it? That's yeah. a bigger question. I mean, I'll tell, I'll tell you for a kind of funniest Game of the Year, my top 10, that I will 90, 95% write in Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty for my top 10. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. Do you think it will? So, so you both are saying it's eligible, right? You're saying that you're yeah. into it. Jeff Keeley, does he see it as eligible? Oh yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm like, well, I would have to look and see what the language is on the form because, like, he'll he'll usually specify of like, hey, yeah, I'm like, you know, these kind of games are eligible, and he'll okay. give some examples. And so I, I, I would assume I don't see why not a cyberpunk. Renegade is saying DLC should not be goatee material. I mean, why not? I mean, it's- and that's why Persona Five Royal essentially was a uh, my game of the year, even though it was pretty much just an add on. For Persona Five, you know? yeah. For me, you game know, of the year doesn't exist. That's only, that's the thing. Yeah, it's, it's a all feeling. made up. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. Like you know. Yeah, I mean, Kingdom Hearts could be my game of the year. Inscription could be my game of the year last year, or this year because I picked it back up. You know, like I, I one I, I think like the more rigid rules don't matter as much, right? Like I think you have to make an argument, and like the thing is like you know if everybody at Kind of Funny got super into Hitman Three this year, oh, out of man, nowhere, that'd be so cool. I think that could three was it, man. Like if, <laughs> if, if like that could happen, right? It like really if all could. of us passionately got into Hitman Three, we all just discovered it at the same time. Went like, oh, this game fucking rocks, and we played the hell out of it and put it up for, up for our game of the year. I think, yeah, make it eligible, make it our game of the year, twenty twenty three, right? Like I think the uh, that's not happening, and I think that's possible. But like you know, Among Us in twenty was it twenty twenty? Like Among Us was a contender that year. Um, like I like I, I think it's more about the conversations that you're having and the arguments that you're making as opposed to like these, like, super rigid structures that you make, because, like, I think that just makes things boring. Uh, someone responded to my thing saying, well, Persona 5 Royal was a game, not a DLC, but the things that it added, it, like, it was 20 to 30 hours of content when the rest of the game was just the game that came out three years beforehand, and it's specifically talking about the new content of, like, that was my game of the year, even though that wasn't, like, a, you know... It was like just added yeah. content. Yeah, I mean, right? realistically, you <clears throat> and like how long? It, like a Phantom Liberty, like that's what like a ten-hour experience. There are other games that are like ten hours and stuff. Like I don't know. That's and like I, I think there's that to it. I think the fact that Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty 
like that really like, Cyberpunk 2.0 plus Phantom Liberty is pretty much the exact same thing as Persona 5 Royal, just in a different package. They made updates to the core gameplay. They revamped certain elements of the skill tree and all that stuff. And then they added like 10 hours of new content. That's exactly what Persona 5 Royal did, right? Persona 5 Royal had stuff in the core game that they revamped and they improved. They had like they added like some new characters. And then post-game, they added in like a, a new story thing that was maybe like, what, 10 to 15 hours? It's the exact same thing. Pulverizer94 says, would you say that a Guitar Hero song pack could be game of the year? Where do we draw the line? The thing is, yeah, be- anybody saber music pack, come on. You could present that, but it's like, and then to you, if it's your game of the year, then yeah, it's your game of the year. That's there's no conversation past that. But if you were, well, where company, do we draw the line, Tim? You, I mean, you don't like you draw the line wherever you decide for what yeah. your game of the year is. But when you're like a group talking about it and having to come to a decision, then yeah, it's on you. To, I don't think that a Guitar Hero song pack is going to. Uh, win people over unless it was that extraordinary, in which case it's yeah. And if it's it. if yeah. it's that extraordinary, then that's a conversation, right? Yeah. Like that's like a oh fuck, they put out the best song pack of all time. It was so good that we all played the game for the year. <laughs> like, yeah. And like I honestly, like the, yeah. this goes back to like Blood and Wine back in like uh, what was that? I I think that came out a year after The Witcher Three, right? Like people wanted to like like talk about that, like that was their game of the year because Blood and Wine fucking kicked ass for a lot of people. So I don't like. Uh, people in the chat, well, it's still DLC. I don't know, man. It's still a video game, you know? Yeah. Random side thought. You know what I mean? I don't know if y'all ever think about this. Do you ever think about, like, throwing an object with your opposite hand? You know what I mean? Like, how just odd that feels. I'm over here. I'm gripping the pill, right? Yeah. And, like, if you put it in my left hand, I'll throw that thing sideways. I'll throw it backwards. I can throw it anyways. But then you throw it in my right hand. It's like, uh, it just doesn't feel right. Isn't that it's like so when, weird? It's like when you wipe with the with the opposite hand. Oh, um, you know what, bless? Oh, I haven't I've wiped with the opposite that. hand ever. I never think about that. That's if, you tr- if you try it, it's chaos. <laughs> Shit, man, that's crazy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I want everyone to know that, like, we're sitting here in the lab, and Mike's next to me, but, like, there's, like, walls, so I don't really see him. But I do then just see, out of the corner of my eye, just, like, just, you can hear arms it. kind of flinging around a little bit. And it's like, oh, that's what he's doing. Yep, <laughs> I'm practicing right there. Uh, let's keep it going. We got a couple more before we got to get out of here. Two more before we leave. I want to give a big shout out to our Twitch chat. A, uh, a, it's Tay with the Prime Gaming sub for eight months says, heck yeah, more Pokemon pack openings with Mike and Tim. Tim, yeah. I was feeling it. We'll have oh, to do I'm that feeling again. good, dude. We, uh, We've got the cards that we we had last time organized. We're going to put them in the binder, so we'll see where we're at. I've got some more packs coming on the way. But, yeah, Mike, we'll have to figure out some scheduling to get more of that going. I love that. Um, so our two right here. Kayla writes in. And says, two years ago today, Sora was revealed to be the final Smash character. Let's reflect on that. Amazing trailer. I reflect on it so often. Take a moment. Bless, I literally watched the reaction of me and you when Sora was announced. Probably, like, multiple times a month uh, in the last year since this happened. And it brings me joy every single time. They just did it. I can't believe they did it. And even just seeing the joy uh, on me and you's faces... As we saw it all happening, the handshake at the end of Mario and Sora, the zoom out of everybody, the Smash logo, it just felt like an accomplishment. And it felt like, yo, video games did it. They just did it. And this is why I'm getting chills right now thinking about this, man. That was an absolutely special moment that just capped off years and years of special moments that Sakurai provided us. Fuck yeah. 1,000%. And yeah, I think it was that that match made in heaven of like a character getting into a game that almost felt like it could never happen just because of everything involved, right? We would talk about all the arguments of, like, well, oh, it's Disney. Oh, well, there's this. Oh, well, like, what do they do with it? And it's, like, you know, the fact that they made it happen, and they made it happen in such a way where it felt 
like they knew the gravity of it. Like the way, God, I like I need I need to rewatch that trailer because I actually haven't rewatched that trailer in a, in a long time. Like I watched it all the time when it first happened, but like the buildup in it being the reference to like the original reveal of Smash Ultimate and then it coming around and then like yeah, like the the handshake, the floating. God, come like, on, what a fucking moment that was. Just the music. Yeah, and even Ugh. for me, like you know, I one of the things I remember is like people like coming at me being like. You're not that big of a Kingdom Hearts person, but it's like, dude, you don't get it. It doesn't even matter, right? Like, one, I'm a big Smash person, and like, and like, for us, it's big Smash people, right? Like, I see the conversations of uh, what's his name, Gino, <laughs> getting into Smash, yeah, dude. And like, if Gino got into Smash, I've never played Mario RPG. I would get hyped. Like, I would fucking pop off for that yeah. because I know what that means to people. And for totally. me, like, I'm somebody that played, I played through the first Kingdom Hearts, right? And I really love the first Kingdom Hearts, and so already, like, that's enough for me to love love that character. But I totally. think regardless. So many people understand what that means, right? And like what Sora means to video games. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, like that was that was such a cool moment. Bless, I can't believe you're about to find out about Gino. I, I never in my life thought that this would happen, but we're getting Mario RPG remake, baby. And we're getting, that was in your door. <laughs> like it's a wild. That is freaking wild back to back. Insane. Is there a date on that one? Was uh, that February? Good question. I don't think there is. I think it's 2024. I might be wrong though. Because remember, me and you were talking about all the Switch games, and we're saying that the furthest release date that we had was uh, summer for Luigi's Mansion 3. So it's just 2024, it's saying. Yeah, okay, it's interesting. Ah, oh, God, that's going to be so... It looks so good. It looks so fucking good. I can't it's wait. It's our final one for today. Well, uh, before we, before oh, we do... Oh, yeah, please. Relish Tim, in the moment. Where are you, what, which one would you put... A, which one would you put above the other uh-huh. between Mario... Um, uh, Mario RPG and Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. I mean, it, it, unfortunately, it's not even close. Thousand Year Door is utterly fantastic. Okay, that makes me that makes me happy because I can look at Mario RPG as like almost like the appetizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Much smaller game. Mario RPG is great, but I mean, it is it is very, very, very different. Thousand Year Door is amazing, and the new upgraded look to it is like it's the type of game that I I can't believe actually exists. Yeah, like, let's go. Uh, do you know Arlo? The name sounds familiar. The YouTuber that like the the, the blue puppet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he put out a a video about Thousand Year Door. I recommend everybody watch it. Like he absolutely nails the the, the feeling of it all. And I, I don't think I've ever related to somebody in a YouTube video more than this. Mm-hmm. Um, where he kind of had a moment about Thousand Year Door and about this remake being revealed in the way that it is and how good it looks and how unlikely all of this was. And it's kind of like us talking about Sora and Smash, where it's like. Man, us as gamers, like us caring about games the way that we care about them, the way that you're talking about popping off for Gino, even though you don't care about Gino, but you know people care about Gino, so therefore you care about Gino. Yeah. He kind of like Ooh. nailed that vibe of it all, where he's just like, this is a special moment. We complain and, and talk a lot of shit about games, rightfully, wrongfully, opinions, all that stuff, but we got Thousand Year Door remake, and it looks this good. This yeah. is special. We should celebrate this. <laughs> Let's go. Final question. And then I have a small announcement. Nestor, not Nestor, Nestor, not Nestor, says, Bless, why are Nigerians and Ghana, Ghanaians, thank you, always beefing? Uh, are they always beefing? Because they they think they got the rice. Oh. <laughs> you know what I okay. mean? They don't got the jollof rice like we got. Have you, you know had the I mean? Bless? Or, sorry, Mike? What's up? Have you had Blessings Rice? The jollof no, rice? No, oh, we, no. Bless, we got it. We got to figure it out. You know how I yeah. deal with rice. You know how I deal with rice. You know I what I mean? Know. Very basic. <laughs> very, very, I, I don't like... Mike, uh, you, would, you would pop off with jollof rice. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll try. It's, it's fire. I'll try. He doesn't like fried rice because there's egg in it. Yeah. 
Okay. Jollof rice doesn't have eggs. So oh, sweet. Then that's good. a win. That's it has other things win. in it. Like, you like, do you like tomato? Yeah, I, I fuck okay, with that. Cool, I fuck with that. Good. Uh, okay, well, this has been an incredible kind of funny games daily post show. Thank you to everyone for bringing the support, having some fun. I have a small announcement about today's afternoon stream. As you can see, we're currently in the lab right now, uh, and we're having some small tech issues that we're currently working out. So we are going to shut down both of the streams on Twitch and on YouTube. We will return with Mike playing Kingdom Hearts in just a little bit once we get everybody organized and settled in, prepared for the afternoon with PSI Love You XOXO and myself with the afternoon stream. So if you see us go offline for a little bit, that is just us organizing and figuring out where everybody's going to be. So we'll see you all in just a little bit. Until then, thank you for watching Kind of Funny Games Daily. We'll see you all in a little bit. Bye.